Like, so I'm just saying, it's a very basic form of rap. Like, because I'm a student of hip hop and rap. Like, because. Damn, Akbar Sajad is a student of hip hop. Some shit I never thought I would ever hear in my guy. So I don't, I don't need to listen to the songs, but I look at the lyrics, right? Right. There's an underground rapper Let called MF finish. Doom. MF Doom, yeah, right? I fuck with him. He yes. is so good with his lyrics. He's like a wordsmith, right? Um, and there's this uh, group called Run the Jewels. Yeah, yes. with Killer Mike and, and then that white LP, yeah, yes. right? Like, very good. I, I look at the lyrics and see like how they phrase their structures, right? And um, uh, like, what's his face? Um, Wu Tang Clan, right? Mm-hmm. Wu Tang. So you listen to more lyrical type shit. So do you fuck with like J Cole and Kendrick right, so Lamar? Right. So J Cole, Nas, uh, Kendrick. So you probably Kendrick. like uh, like Black Star and stuff like Talib Kweli and yeah, that kind of like, stuff. Yeah. Like I need substance, man. I I don't just want music for the sake of music. Like, That's right. Want, like, you want a message behind it. Right. Like so. It has like, to, it has to stand for something. Um, the guy who sang uh, Battle Scars. What's his face? Lupe so, Fiasco. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was about to say, Lupe. do you fuck with Lupe at all? Lupe. Lupe also because he's like so there. anti-government, right? Yeah, Lupe hates the government. Yeah, but then again, half of Lupe's stuff is like, you know, because uh, of his label deal. I mean, uh, well. So well, you probably listen to like some old before. Kanye West too then, right? You like I mean, Kanye West. I don't know, West. man. I just, if I don't like Mr. somebody, West, I'm not going to listen to him. Like, um, so you don't like Kanye as a person? I just don't. It's just he's not what I'm about, you know. Like, uh, I feel you. Like, I feel you. I feel you. It's, it's hurting Hamza's soul when you're saying that. Right <laughs> I'm, now. I'm really. I, I he's the, dying right the, now. I feel I the like publisher. Yeah, man. I bet that's that's Drake, bro. Ovo, 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 or Uvo. What was that? Like that Skype alternative? Ovo, Uvo, Uvo. Who was Uvo. the shit, bro? Uvo and like go to meeting and all mm. that kind of stuff. But it was like you know like you heard Hamza's heart a lot. Grandmaster Flex, right now. Uh, Run DMC, um, they had actual messages. So you fuck with like NWA and stuff, bro? Yeah. So wait, fuck the police was your thing? <laughs> no, no, no. No, he like straight out of okay. Compton, straight out of Carrollton. But look at crazy motherfucking name, Ugber. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of Carrollton, but a crazy like, motherfucking name, Ugber. Their song was popular because it was pertaining to the situation of the day, and people resonated with it. You know, mm. so that's the kind of bro. Ugber is a student of the hip hop, bro. Yeah. He'll fuck right, you up, like, bro. On this um, lyrical, miracle, mm. miracle shit in your swimming pool. There's a. Uh, also, you like Eminem, probably Eminem yeah, and Logic. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like you know, um, there was. Uh, Raekwon, um, KRS One, uh, Rakim, um, right? Public um, Enemy. Yeah. So like they had messages, and they were very good with how they framed their words and their lyrics, and like you know how they used their ciphers, how many, and like they're like four beats in a bar, you know, and they would have like sixteen bars in the song, mm. right? Um, and and there's only a certain amount of words, and only certain words that could fit within those rhymes, right? Um, and so. The wordplay is what interested me, you know. And you guys might have seen I make a lot of lame puns and jokes, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm very bars, right? And so, I'm very interested in linguistics. That's my hobby. Sick fire, right? And so, not, not only just like the lyrical aspect of it, but like just language in general, right? You can see patterns Baller. emerging from Demater. different languages, um, right? Just by looking at how language has evolved. Mm. So, to give you a really simple example. How do you say uh, sugar in Urdu? Chini. Shakar. Shakar, right? Wait, I mean, you might be right, but I think that's like Punjabi or Urdu mix. But we use shakar, right? A mm. lot, right? We use chini a lot too. Shakar. Um, so in Urdu, it's shakar. M- mother shakar. Mother shakar. And yeah. in English, it's sugar. Right. Um, in Arabic, it's sukar. Oh. In f- Spanish, it's azúcar. 
Azuka, yeah. You're right. right. The Moors went to Spain. Yeah, and right? then isn't it like Sucre or something? That's like Sucre the... is sweet. Right. Spain. And then how do you how do you say like mother and father in Farsi, right? Mother and mother. Father. In Spanish it's madre and father, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like like yeah, because they're all it's you all know, together. You can see like, patterns yeah, it, emerging. It's all the same language. But well, those are all the different. like Indo-European languages. Right, yeah, there's the Indo-European languages, right? But, but no, at that point, it, it gets easier to decipher, you know. Right, but I'm just saying that's a very simple and basic example of mm. how you can look at exam uh, language, uh, and also, but okay, forget everything. Just look at English, how it's evolved over the years, right? Mm. Now you have words like yeet and yeah, <laughs> like it's, yeet it's and so like fleek and fleek and, on but like, fleek. And a lot of Slime. the old English Smack words down. you don't even use anymore. Like only the Brits might use right. them. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so that always interested me. And so like the lyrical aspect of music and how they frame their words, and the same way I, that's how it was. So like, you're big on like double entendres and stuff right. like that. And so that's why I make all these puns all the dang time, right? Right. Like because so, you're just a punny mother sucker. <laughs> bro, mother like, sucker. I, I'm punny mother I'm sucker. All up in this right, like. It's he's all, he's up, all up in this hole, and then he'll eat your butty. Hi, hi. Like, it, that's like it's really Umber Sadat, student of the game of hip hop, bro. AK 47. Bro, you don't know Coming about lyrical. That's fucking bars, nigga. I can see Umber like, that's fucking bars. I mean, like, you know, sometimes you'll freestyle, you know, just for the heck of it, you know, like. Bro, Umber bust out a bust a freestyle out again. I mean, bro, I, I can't I can't get over the last mm, one you said, bro. Dude, I that, think was, it, that was just I think, fire, it, dude. I think it linguistically went over my like, head. Honestly, I you're dude, it was like so good. Like, we're it gonna was so to. good. I need to hear it again. I bro, think you made like, the podcast, bro. Like, the thing is, like, obviously you can't force it, right? Sometimes. Right. So you gotta be free with your style. I got my freestyle out of the day, you know, like, I can't do any more That was a freestyle of the day. But it's, like, I was very interested in language, but funnily enough, I was never good in English class. Mm, right. Because <laughs> um, I hate writing essays. I feel you, but you're you're more interested in like how languages became like right. you know like so you're like you like linguists like sometimes I'll do that, bro. Like there's a there's a YouTube video where this guy breaks down accents because I like I like accents like I like how different kind of people from different parts of the world like talk the same like you know you have the Arnold like get to the chopper and like yeah. you have like different kind of people like you have like black people that talk different and like you know even different parts of English like you know in the south we talk a little bit different like than we do up north and right. stuff so I, I like I'm big into like accents and stuff and there's a guy on YouTube he breaks down like linguistic stuff from like actors portraying different people like you know they play like his like people have different ways of talking like me and you both speak the same language but we speak differently you dude know, yeah different it's ways like uh dialects very important well, can too. i say one dialects. thing right now before he goes on like mm. i know like there's a reason why your voice is this way but it's especially dope on the mic really my voice sounds yeah. dope on the mic i appreciate it student of the game on Bro, i'm just saying like so the thing is he has the voice of the new radio yeah like that's what i call radio. podcasting the yeah. new internet radio it is the new radio and I've always been told I had a face for radio, so I guess I finally <laughs> got on. I guess I finally got. I don't know on if that's it. a shade or a compliment. It's hella shade, yeah, bro. Yeah. That means you're ugly as shit. If someone ever comes up to you and be like, "Hey, you have a face for radio," you should be like, "Yeah, you have a you have a body for TV or some shit." Well, no, that actually sounds bad. That's a compliment. <laughs> that's I just complimented that guy. Yes, yes, we. we that's what on, I do, bro. That's why nice we're on the podcast. People. Watch, you know, we're, we're not, we're not up, uh, bro. Like, especially like terrestri- terrestrial radio. I don't think anyone really listens to anymore. I think nowadays what people are doing is either they're like in their car to work, either they're listening to like XM radio or they have their YouTube on when nah, they have the aux. That's what we got playing at the bank. I have the analog stuff, right? So I don't have no new 
fangled stuff. So, oh, so you okay. listen to radio? No, you probably have your YouTube on no, your no, phone no, no, or yeah. something. No, 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 nothing. The only time sometimes I will have radio on is uh, 11, 10 a.m. or something, which is the the traffic. Right. So if there's uh-huh. like a wreck or something, every every hour, uh, every 10 minutes on the eight, they give updates about. So traffic. very practical shit, mm-hmm. but yeah. in the. In like the, weather or sometimes what's I'll have going like, on like no CDs on yeah cause I'm not gonna lie bro I thought you would be like the meme where it's like listening to gangster music on my 9 to 5 like no, job no, no, no. but you're just freestyling and yeah, you're like student yeah. of the game Uncle suggest- I told you niggas <laughs> that's fucking bars niggas. bro okay so um, I don't know if you guys have seen this but um, uh, there's this guy enlighten us comedian named Bo Burnham Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, yeah, yeah, seen him. So, he's the he's the white one who's like young, kind of right, right, Netflix, tall yeah. and skinny. Um, There's a new platform out there called Netflix. Uh, but Burnham has stuff on there. Y'all should check out Netflix. Bro, so uh, oh, thank you. Come to this new platform called Netflix <laughs> yeah. that we so have know about. Come to so, highly am. We don't know about it. Okay, so he does. You have his, my password? I don't have. I'm not using your Netflix. I'm using somebody okay. else's. So, anyways, he has a special where he says like. He went to the Yeezy tour of Kanye, right? So this will make you happy. Oh, St. Pablo. Right. So, uh-huh. um, and so he tried to, re- he was like, I'm going to replicate what, like, the effects that he does. Like, so it has, like, the, the strongly auto-tuned voice and, like, the lights. And, uh-huh. like, the, and, uh-huh. yeah. and so he goes, like, full auto-tune. I was, I was trying to auto-tune my face. Like, uh, and it's called, like, Can't Handle This. You can YouTube it. Like, Bo Burnham can't handle this. Mm. Like, he goes full Kanye. Bro, but what, what do you feel about auto-tuning and Noah's and stuff now? Like, cause in okay. Noah, mu- uh, I've been Noah music videos. In Noah videos, like a lot of people are using Auto Tune now. Okay, Auto Tune by itself is not bad, but like, um, but I then, think Noah's should be for Ram, right? Right. Um, and like, remember when we went to San Antonio, we were mm. doing like full on like Heather Karar all the time, dude. But that was great. But like, okay, that's not a Noah for me. That's like a variety anthem, right? Yeah. That's like a hype song. True, right? right. right. It's not a Noah, right? It was like, <laughs> like I mean, like in the Noah, you want to feel like the pain, right? You, you want to feel, feel the, the lyrics, everything. Like, I mean, yeah, like, that the Heather Karar is like a hype, like, 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 like it's like, like, like a hype song. Like you would of. never play that in a majlis in a million years, right? Like, and I think Nadim Sabar, Nadim Sabar knows that, right? I mean, my beef with him aside, like you have a beef. Yeah, yeah, because he got big and you know, like too big for his breeches. And Damn, did he not like, give you an autograph? So, so like, where, where uh, no, because he's a student of hip hop, not of Noah. Oh, Khani. that's true. You know, a is a student of Sos Khani as well, he's Sos a student Khani. of Sos Khani yes. and hip hop. No, but like, the, the thing is, son. Nadim Server like used to live in the same neighborhood as my nani, right? And so, I've oh. seen him when I was like six, seven years yeah, old, yeah. Right? eight years old. And then when he got big, like, your nani used to live in Nazmabad, no, uh, Nekaraji. Um, but like, like he was in our neighborhood. He was the guy with the beautiful voice who would uh, read this Noah's with such pain and riqqat. Right. Um, but then I think the money came, and this is my my two cents, mm. right? And all these sangats out here who's gonna listen to this podcast be getting butt hurt, but I don't care. <laughs> damn, um, Albert don't damn. care. He's a student of the game, bro. That's fucking bars, Nick. Anyway, so like, once he got that fame and the money, he just. Turned up but was there a lot of money back then? No, like back then, you're selling like cassettes, right? Yeah, because so thing okay, is, no. I feel like Nadim, he's like one of the guys who really pushed like the online and like the cassettes. Okay. It's like the more promotion. It all came okay, from him. I am not, you know, diminishing any CDs. of his contributions. Yeah, I am not diminishing right. any of his contributions. He brought Azadari to a lot of places that did not have it. Exactly. Um, yeah. and the, the Noha Khani is the way it is now because of him. Right. Um, mm. and like um. I just don't like the worship that 
he has, you know. No, like, that's also true. Like, like he's like a star, and you don't yeah, like it's that. Yeah, it's like, like kinda... any action movie star or singer, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. That's what it is. No, and he but, sold out. He's like singing the yeah, Palm, Palm the Pakistan national anthem. Bro, I saw that. Like I saw on Facebook. It was like sellout. So, I saw that on Facebook, and somebody commented like, "Puri shiokom se dono taraf se dono hat se tum par lana." Like dono hat. I was like, and then like, have you seen that video of him? He he's trying to go through a crowd. And people like mussing him, like like trying to touch him as yeah. if he's like a god or something. No, I've never seen no. that. Bro, the like, thing is, like with they, like they're celebrities, but like every time like a famous Noah Khan comes to Dallas, like whether it's like Mir or if if I met him, like whether it's Mir or Shahid or like Erfan uh, Heather or Ali Sadr, like. I never got like starstruck. I've never really yeah. been starstruck yeah. by anybody because they're like normal. They're people. like even, normal people. They have normal when, lives. Even you know? when the they come here, they do their thing, they was, go back. I thought he was like maybe it's because I saw him here. He seemed very humble to me here. He just seemed like a normal guy. Like I, I never saw anyone do any pagalpan of him here where they're like mussing him or anything. So maybe yeah. that might be a different thing, or maybe that might just no. Be but me. I'm not gonna lie to you. The first time he came, dude, almost packed. Oh yeah, like, almost. It's packed, like it's bro. like hero worship, right? And it's yeah, like, and, and then some of them have like diva tendencies. Like, and I don't like that, you know. Yeah, and then yeah, a lot absolutely. of these guys they're on TV shows too. Right, like you know, I'm not calling out any names, but like Farhan Alivaris, you know, like. You literally call him. Maybe it proceeds to call out. A yeah, name. he's I mean, in his purple corta. Oh, he's like, making no. money though. It'd be like that it. sometimes, yo. Yeah, like, man. Um, but you know, no, but then again, then again, don't you want your own guy on the front stage? Do you want these other guys? You know what I mean. No, but like, I, what do you mean? Well, okay, so at least it's Farhan out there. It's not like some other, like, I mean, I'm not trying to call it like Sunnis and everything, but like, at least we have our Shia guys. Oh, you want like some Germany. representation? Yeah, yeah that's no, what I I'm saying. At least good. we're up there, you know? At that's least. good. No, but I think, like I, Farhan. I think what, like, the best thing when it comes to like Noah Khani and like whenever it comes to Azadari. As a, when it comes to like money and stuff, there was like a, it was actually a podcast that Zionko was on, you know, Zionko yeah, from yeah. Atlanta, you know, very oh, yeah. immensely famous guy, mashallah, yeah. say like he's been doing this for a long time. And he said a very good point. He's like, look, yes. so there's a lot of things that have been injected to it where like back in the day, like he said when he was doing it, his mom, you know, or whenever his mom or his dad or whoever was with him would tell him like you know I'm sick of panel normal libas panel don't wear like new brand new kurte or brand new anything because you're going for gum you're right. going to like read it like obviously Tories is that the miljati whenever you do things like this you know you get notoriety you get stuff like that but he doesn't you know he doesn't live off of this money you know my, like he he works like he he drives uber you know he right, works his, right, right. this is just something extra that he does but now basically what it's become is kind of like a business you know At that point. Yeah. and it's not a it's not a bad thing necessarily just because they're still spreading the message and stuff but it's also like kind of a natural progression of things right. where it's gonna get more commercialized and stuff but yeah, you just gotta remember why you're doing right. it. But so, also, so like, I mean, yeah. like with the internet and everything, the push just came. You know, yeah, I know. I mean, the moment you can upload an MP3 file online, you can listen to it. Pair bro, album cover, bro, I, album cover, net, cover I, That's yeah, what I'm obviously. saying, bro. That was back on real media player. Do you remember yes, that shit? I used to have to watch player, that shit on real yeah. player MP4s and shit. Okay, so like, I'm not diminishing their contributions, right? Because this is needed. I just, I guess, I just don't agree with everything they do. You don't like all the drama bazi. No, no, there's too much show bazi. Exactly. You don't like that. But Speaking Big of shits. this, bro, Hamza recites so good. Like Sachin Bhai's and Zia Bhai's know his. You gotta recite more, bro. I haven't re- heard you recite in a long while. Hamza does. Yeah, he we reads. are. We, Hamza, we, we but read Hamza doesn't uh, read shadows. solo as much anymore. He reads with like Mohi and stuff. Yeah. 
bro the the one you read at Austin bro oh that was Darina just yeah that yes. was Darina just said don't go bro that was amazing yeah more. he's probably gonna you're probably gonna read again soon we still oh, got no, like 100 percent, dude so we still have a lot of is, time Ugbra, i'm not gonna lie to you every weekend dude there's a shabadari bang bang boom boom it's like atlanta one weekend chicago How was baltimore? maryland dude baltimore is great i'm not maryland gonna, would look pretty maryland lit bro i saw cool. everyone's snaps everybody, and everyone's videos dude, and that's the thing that's what you're talking about earlier it's like a community building type right. of thing you see everybody the fraternity, you know yeah yeah everybody's there everybody shows up uh, the new york is four hours virginia's Broke. right there chicago they, they brought like 18 guys with the them. tri-state area yeah it's like dude spirit is a shabadari airline 34 dollar round trip i don't know who does that and i mean that's the benefit you know? of azadari you know it brings us all exactly. together bro because right? of azadari alumni say i've seen a lot of the world that i don't think no normally i would have seen right. but dude yeah, and normally i think like moharam it, it lasts i mean even though it's just a month it lasts like two two months and like a few days this one just flew by dude there's only like three weeks left it's flying by right like, now. like what's yeah. going on I mean, you know you there's know? a reason why there's the no you know and that's the thing i mean it's a it's a two-month sesh like in jaldi it's over too and then ramzan is there and then dude it's the whole thing it's basically the whole time you're cycle, waiting dude. you're waiting back for moharam to come back around. yeah 100%. Like, literally like literally whenever it's there's ramzan you're like one time. Then, then you know eid comes and then the other eid comes and you're like then, then when you're back in moharam then after moharam you know rajab shaban ramzan you're still waiting for exactly. more of them to come back exactly. remember like um i think it was like the end of like uh Muharram was about to start it was like the first majlis at moment center like um <clears throat> and i was like Umber, you want some water bro no, i'm good i'm good um i i mentioned after the majlis i was like we were coming out of moment center and i was like bro i missed this remember like yeah you like, said it i was mm -hmm. like because like, you know you do the matam you have that heat in your chest you know like when you do the matam, you know you That's feel true. that. You know, like when you're in our in our nine to five, you know, all going about our day, all mm. these things that are we forget about. You know, but when we come back to it, you know, it's our it's like our gravity pull. You know, it always mm -hmm. brings it back to. There'll what be there'll about. be some people that you'll never see like throughout the year they're doing whatever you'll never see them in the month. They always come back from Orem. Yeah. For yeah, you'll see a lot of people that'll come for the you know there's like a thing you know we make fun of people you know you call them ten day Shias you call them like Ashura Shias but bro that's still something you know right, they, they have came. to come for ten days bro, at least. They, like I mean, even dude it's not easy keeping up with all these much dude and people the community is just building it's just growing dude not even that it's you know? just like some people just don't feel it like some people are mm -hmm. like you know. Mashallah says some people are more religious than others. Some people aren't. Some people just don't feel it, but they always come back. Like, no matter how, like, I've seen some people, bro, that some people might think they're, like, bad people or whatever. Mm -hmm. No matter what they do throughout the year, they come on Ashura and I see them. And so yeah, I don't, I try not to judge anybody, bro. Because, like, if you judge somebody... Like, what does that show about you? You know what I mean? And, like, you know, it's that thing is like you try to hide your faults, hide your own faults, so hide other people's faults, so your faults yeah. will get hidden too. And who cares, bro? You don't know what's in their heart, bro. Imam Jafar Sadiq Islam says, like, don't ever judge a man because you don't know how many pieces his heart has been right. broken in. And you don't know what I mean, people are going through. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Exactly. Like, my dad always tells me this, and it's a great line. He was like, at the end of the day, you have to go in your own grave, you know? That's Stop true. Worrying, mm -hmm. worrying about what other people are doing. What you can control is your reaction to what they're doing, you know? Like, don't worry about what they're doing. You right. Know? Just do your whatever you have to do, you know? Like, and it just actually gave me a very good line a long time ago like i was getting mad at something i was like he was like bro let him live and i use that line all the time now mm. you know like 
just let them live, man. Let them do whatever, you know. Just live your own life, you know. You can't, you can't control what is in somebody else's heart. You can't tell anybody really. Like I can, I can talk to you, right? I can talk to Hamza. I can have some sort of sway over you, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you're gonna make your own decision. You know, true. You're your own person, you and that's make your own nothing decision. on me, bro. Like, if you don't like, if you don't like me, that's fine. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, bro. Because, like, like you said, I'm gonna, gonna have to go in my own grave. You have to go in your own grave. You gotta answer to who you answer to, bro. At the end of the day, so who cares, man? Like, but also the thing is, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be so free where you're just like, oh, I don't give a shit about what anyone said. Because then, bro, hood, like, you got to worry about, like, is the, then you got to worry about, like, your parents and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I you think can't that's where re- religion comes in. You know, it gives that's us true. guidelines to, you know, like, right. Don't, don't get so wild. But also, ultimately, bro, you got to. It's like charting, you know, it gives you standards. You have to, you have to live your life for you. So Moral your guidelines. parents, but you live your friends it. or whoever can guide you a little bit. But ultimately, if you do everything that everybody else wants you to do, you're going to be living for other people and not yourself. So you mm-hmm. got to, you know, you got to find that balance where you're just like, all right, bet I want to do this. I want to make these people happy, but I also want to be happy because ultimately, like you said, your parents eventually, like it's sad to say, eventually your parents are going to die one yep. day. Mm. And you're going to have to live with those decisions that you made. Just, oh, did I only do this job or did I only do this just because I wanted them to be happy? Or did I also, like, want to be happy too? So it's it's a fine balance, bro. It's like some added pressure that other people really don't I have. I mean, like, you never know about the next day. You know, like like the couple episodes like, or last episode. Dude, I'm not. Yeah, I'm it's like the the it's also in the shire you know what yeah, i mean yeah. it's like dude we may not be here tomorrow exactly. at that point so like you know you do the best you can but you yeah know, like, people you do say, as much as you can people use here use yolo as like a carefree slogan like right do whatever not anymore we can use much, we can yeah. use like yolo as you only have one life so mm. use it wisely you know but um but like bars it, it, and like uh, you only have one life, use it wisely. I think YOLO. Last episode or the the episode before you talked about um, uh, Amar's passing yeah. away, right? So like you never know what the next day if you're alive the next minute, man. Like you have no idea, bro. So like, I mean that's why I always temper my expectations. You know, like like I don't I don't want to make my dreams so big that I can never achieve them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a that's a quote you by make Mama achievable Lee too goals, about you know? about like. Uh, expectations like don't keep your expectations so because you're just gonna be disappointed in the right. end just kind of kind of like obviously you don't want to live a life where you have no expectations where right. you think nothing is gonna happen to you but kind of be you know moder- like the middle path is best is probably the best path to right. go on like like there's a there's a quote by Miyamoto Musashi he wrote the book of the five rings and there's a quote, he said, uh, know the way broadly and you'll see it in all things and try to be on the middle path. So the way is basically like the samurai lifestyle. It's basically the best way to live your life. And you can apply it to any sort of life that you the Bushido. live. Yeah, it's the Bushido code. So it's basically live an honorable life, live a generous life, live a life where you dedicate your life to honor honorable things trustworthy things goodness because ultimately bro one day you're gonna die you're gonna be in the ground and you know people are all you're gonna have left is the memories of you in other people's minds like when i die i'm my physical body won't be here but all the memories that you have of me will be in your mind and all the memories Mm -hmm. of me will be in hamza's mind so i live on through those memories i can either be like oh man he was a great guy or you know he was a piece of memories that you could never touch you know all the memories collected 
Yeah, man. So that's that's basically all we are. Like eventually, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Eventually, we're gonna leave, and all we'll be left with is people's, you know, perspective and perceptions of us. Like when I go, Akbar will have a certain amount of like, you know, we spent time together, we did this, he was a good dude, or no, man, I really don't like that mm-hmm. guy. He was a piece of shit. So it's just. That's all really that we can take it. Like the best thing you can do is just live an honorable life. Exactly. Like, and one to... thing I've learned, which used to bother me a lot, is you can't control other people's reactions. It took me a long time to learn you that can. for some reason. Oh, 100%. Right? But like, I was like, why am I letting myself get bothered about this? Yeah. Like, like, so what if they don't like me or like what I'm saying is, you know, like in Pakistani or, or Desi culture, there's, there's this thing Lokya kahenge Abhe yeah. haan, ye stigma right? bada hota like, That's you big gotta, in our you culture get that, what, what are other know? people no, going man, to do say? your own thing If yeah. you think you are right On the right path keep, keep on doing it You know yeah. Like And th- you, you remember in middle school They had those uh, Posters of like this School of fish going one way And the other fish is going one way mm. Yeah It says like uh, what is right is not always popular. What is popular is not always right. Mm. There's a there's a quote by like Mark Twain actually. It's like when you find yourself in the majority, it's probably time to change your opinion. Just because <laughs> it sounds, it's not always best to go with what everybody else is saying. Like, and no, it's okay. tough, bro. Like even like especially nowadays, if you have like an opinion that's kind of contrary to what other people believe. And like for example, like a couple. Uh, Minutes ago, Hamza was talking about, like, you know, Dave Chappelle was talking about, like, LGBTQ people. Like, obviously, we have a stance on that, and other people around us have a different stance on that. So if you kind of go against what the pop, quote-unquote, the popular stance is against that, you're going to be seen like an idiot and a weirdo and backwards and all this kind of shit. But no, like, I mean, huck is huck, bro. You just got to. And it doesn't mean you always have to shout out your truth to everyone, you know? Yeah, bro, just keep that shit to yourself. Exactly, like. And that's why it's the silent majority. Yeah, one, man. You know, like, I never want to sugarcoat the answer for you. You know exactly. Like, always be truthful. And but what I have learned is in Islam, you know, lying is forbidden. It's a sin, mm-hmm. right? But the truth is not wajib. You don't have to Whoa. say the truth, right? Wait, do, we, right, do, do, we, do okay. we just unlock a new chapter? Look, like, bro, I'm okay. just teaching this whole bunch of okay. you. a student in the game, bro. Yo. Look, it would be wrong for me to say that this table is made of metal when it's not. It's made out of right, wood. Right, because that's a lie. That's a lie. But if you ask me, hey, man, uh, what's this table made out of? I don't have to tell you what this you table is. You can be like, I don't know. It was like, I can say, I, I don't know. Or I was like, this table is made out of materials. Wait, but what if you know? Is that No, illegal? I'm just saying. I mean, you can debate the semantics of is a lie of omission actually a lie or not. Mm. Right? Right. So um, it's not about, uh, it's not, you're not lying. You're just not revealing everything that you know. And also, this is only in certain situations, right? Sometimes right. you need to. Because but, you never want to over-reveal, but if there's too. A, if there's a I sense. feel like this is good for, like, with, like, women and shit. Like, especially right. when, you're uh, with, when you're with a girl. You'd be like, oh, no, I didn't lie. You know, this is, you know, I didn't, I didn't cheat this on you. A, I just wasn't just at the a table. It's just, yeah, a, just table. a table. What you do you mean? mean? But, like, in certain situations, you don't have to say the entire truth in its fullness, you know? Like... You can say bare minimum, and you can go around. Like you can be like a river going around a rock in the river, right? Right. You don't have to like. You can be more through. a little bit more tactful with what you're yeah. trying to say. A little bit more. So like, she's just a friend. Yeah, man. So uh, like, do you know her? Yeah, I know yeah, who she is. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. who she is. Like, you gotta be. Like, I know why she was in our bed, but she's like, like I know her. Yeah, yeah. But like, so imagine. Like, just eating her butte, you know. <laughs> have you I ever do. seen a bamboo shoot or like a bamboo tree? Yes. So, like, it's very strong. It is. But in the wind, it 
sways to and fro. So like it flexes, right, with the wind. So it adapts to the wind. Like it's not going to break in half if the wind is blowing one way or the other, right? Right. It, it, it kind of lets it pass. You don't have to always go through the brute force method, right? So that's the way about truth, right? You don't always have to say everything that's on your mind. Right, because that wouldn't be smart in certain mm, situations, exactly. especially. See, this is this is why, like, the older you get, and especially when you start dealing with like people, and like you start working, and like the biggest example of this, like, whenever you get in a relationship with somebody, you learn that you know there's a certain way men do things, and there's a certain way women do things. So if you, if I approach this woman and I talk to her as the same way I would talk to you guys, shit wouldn't work. Like, I think I would be doing everything, but then you have to also learn about empathy and shit. And you got to put yourself right. in the other person's situation. So you got to kind of learn how to, every guy kind of has to learn to become a politician in his own home. It's kind of sad, but it's just like how it is. I mean, that, that's that's the reality though. That's how you play the game. And, and like, you learn a lot just by working like in the office mm. environment, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. There's office politics. And uh, office that kind politics. Of shit. That's, that's all fun. the things that are on your mind, right? Like, right, and it wouldn't be until smart. the point you do. Well, that's a different scenario, right? But I'm talking about like regular everyday. Like you can't yeah. say everything. You have to be tactful. You have yeah. to be professional and polite. You know. Yeah. Well, sometimes, not just that, but sometimes I just want to say it. Right. So, sometimes people are sometimes really have to get it out. You know? And no, and sometimes the situation calls for that, where you have to say that. But yeah, sometimes, like, dude, I'm not gonna be your bitch the whole time, okay? Right. Like sometimes you gotta get that out. Like, sometimes. Why? You why you fine. keep giving me orders? Like you work under me, and you're telling me to do shit. Like, what is this? Like, what kind of Damn. attitude? Like, what kind of... Like, where does this come from? Like, what, who are what's you? What's happening at you know? Chase right now? Like, you need to have right. some izzat, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you need to have some izzat. So you have to hold yourself to a certain respect. Too. Yeah, bro. You okay, can't. you can't just take shit uh, the whole time. You mm, need to... You uh, got to stand up for yourself. You have to stand Especially up for yourself. As a man, That's what it is. You need to have a spine, a backbone. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I'm not saying always like lord your strength over people like oh I'm this I'm no, not 100%. saying to be macho all the time I'm just dude, saying dude, they're, no, they're just, just people people to, giving people orders you just have That's to let is, people dude. know what's up sometimes yeah. like hey like sometimes like especially in like a work environment there'll mm. be somebody who's kind of like like you're saying like trying to lord their power over someone or try to be a leader through intimidation that's not how a leader is a leader mm -hmm. just you know what a good leader does is somebody who actually leads by example exactly. where they actually just do the work so like there's been situations where i've been put in times and shit where people have like told me to do stuff and i was like hey like I, I won't do it in front of everybody but i like pull them aside i was like hey don't ever talk to me like that again don't talk to me yeah. like that like i I understand what you're trying to say, but you need to come at me more respectful. If not, mm. then I'm not going to be a part of this. And, you know, they'll respect you for that. And the people who don't, then, you know, fuck them. It's, it is what you it is. You want to get it renewed? or like It know, is what it is. You can get it renewed. You can probably do it online, right? No, no, you have to go downstairs. I don't think it's... Yeah, as a Yo, man. you have any other Islamic loopholes? Bro, I don't know, man. But yeah, as a man, like you should be able to stand up for yourself. But also as a man, like what I'm learning now is you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be soft at times, but you can't be overly soft mm -hmm. and you can't be so like, I guess like, so there was a, I, I was start, I started to read this book. It's by Marcus Aurelius. It's called the meditations right. yes, of Marcus yes, Aurelius. Yes. So what he, what he was, he was basically the last good emperor of Rome. He was like a just ruler. And he was basically, at his period in time, he was the most powerful man in the universe because he, he was the emperor. He was the ruler of the most powerful landmass. It was Rome. 
And so what he would do is like he had access to all the vices. He had he could have sex whenever he wanted. He could be drunk whenever he wanted. He could basically live a party lifestyle. But instead, what he did is he lived a very honorable and virtuous life, which was very tough at the time. And so what he practices was like stoicism. And God damn it, Hamza, your fucking girlfriend. But yeah, so sto- what stoicism is is basically you learn to kind of live above your emotions yeah and you know nowadays it kind of gets masculinity in general kind of gets a bad rap you know toxic masculinity people say stupid shit like that but it's kind of i don't know i feel like i'm kind of now in my life i'm learning because my you know you learn you learn how to become a man from male role models in your life like you know you guys are my friends and like you know obviously alhamdulillah say like i had a dad but, you know, you don't really ever, no one ever really teaches you to become a man. You kind of learn it on your own. So I was reading, like, you know, the meditations of Marcus Aurelius. And there's another, there's another stoic philosopher named Seneca. Yeah. And so what they, what they preach is stoicism, where, like I said, it's trying to learn to live above your emotions. And that's kind of hard, bro. Especially when you're going through some shit, your emotions kind of, you know, they're all over the place. There's like, in my mind, there's always kind of, and I'm, I was never a guy who was really big on like my emotions anyway. Like I'm not a lovey-dovey kind of guy. I'm not like, I, I cry obviously like I'm Shia, like we cry half the year I cry, but I was never a guy that really used to cry over anything that wasn't, you know, El Beth or Azadari and stuff. And now what I'm starting to realize, bro, like every now and again, it's okay to, you know, do that shit. You can cry every now and again. You can go to somebody if you have a problem and shit, but what now I'm learning is you got to kind of just deal with that shit. As right. a man, you, you want to be the person who, you know, as a man, you're the head of the household, right? You're the guy who people look to. You're a leader. You're the guy that people look to as a source of strength. And so the person who is the strength or the man shouldn't have the burden, shouldn't be a burden to other people. You need to learn how to take the burden for other people. So basically what I'm learning now is, bro, like just because you're going through some shit, just because you're feeling some kind of way as a man, you just kind of kind of shut up and you got to just deal with it. And that's tough, but, you know, you learn that. Right. And like, because you're talking about, you brought up a good point, right? If we get too much into our emotions, like if we let our emotions control us, then the only outcome of that is regret. Right. Right. Like if I say something in anger, I will, 99% of the time, I will regret it, you know? Right. And so, and you, you hit it on the head, you know, it's, that's the hard part of living this life, you know? Um, and, and you might have seen like, I used to get angry a lot, right? but I just, my parents told me, other people told me, and, and I was like, you know, let's take a chill pillar sometimes, you know, just, you don't have to be angry all the right. time, right? And, and so you, Khuda has given us this intellect for a reason, so you use it when we get angry or in our emotions, you know, this stops working, right? Right. And so that's part of growing up like basically the thing with me was like i never was even now i really don't tend to get angry i've always been one of those people who has a very long fuse so i don't really get angry over over anything i would just get really frustrated about things but now it's like now i'm learning that i have to you know it's it's fine if you feel because i used to I don't know why I used to think that, you know, you should never feel angry. Like, no, it's a natural emotion. You know, you're going to feel anger. You're going to feel sadness. You're going to feel these different emotions. You just have to learn that all this shit is going on in your head. You just got to kind of deal with it. And you can't let your emotions, 
that kind of separates men and women. Like as a man, you can't really let your emotions dictate what the rest of your life. Because think about it, if you get if you get so high and you then you know you have an equal and opposite like reaction back, you get so low. You're never going to be able to do anything because you're either going to be so preoccupied with how good you feel or how terrible you feel when you go down. So you got to kind of learn to mitigate that. And that's tough. And it's like, you know, as you get older, you know, I'm like my let's say we're both like getting we're about to enter like our late later 20s in life. And you kind of you don't really go through like a midlife crisis, but you kind of realize like all the shit that you did earlier in your life. You're kind of like realizing like, oh, that's why that happened or that's why this happened. And, you know, sometimes it is hard, bro, especially, like, to keep up the faith and stuff where it's, like, you know, people say people say easy stuff like, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason, but it kind of sucks when you can't really see the reason in the in the present time, you know what I mean? Or they're like, oh, just trust in a love. Like, all right, cool. What else can I do? You know, like, you just I just I think personally I just don't like just being you know, kind of stuck where it's like, oh, just pray more, just have more faith. I was like, yeah, that's fuck. That's what I've been doing, you know, but I don't really see, I don't know. I feel like at this point in my life, I feel like Allah has a plan for me because he has a plan for everybody. I'm not, you know, special or anything, but I just feel like I'm, I'm at the, yeah, student of the game, hip hop. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just stuck and I kind of, I know this, this feeling will pass eventually. It just kind of sucks when you're going through it. Yeah, yeah, but I think, like, in this day and age, especially, we want the quick fix, right? Yeah. When people don't realize, you know, like, our parents grew up without the Wikipedia, you know? Like, they didn't have all all this information handy, but, you know, they struggled through it, and they, they came out on top, right? Like, the struggle is part of life, you know? And especially as Shia Muslims living in America, you know, that's the name of the game. The struggle and the challenges and the obstacles we face, right? You know? Like, the, the females, uh, they always get harassed over their hijab or whatever the guys get well now it's like in it like cool now to have beards but back in right. the day like you know mm. like in middle school like, like oh yeah like Albert's had a beard since middle matter. school he's been a little hairy bigfoot ever since he was born like we get stigmatized over our, like our facial hair and stuff you know and like like for me like our middle school counselor like she was i could tell she was really prejudiced and ra- racist uh because a lot of, some other people had hair on their face right but like she would only go after you like she mm-hmm. she she just went after me because i was brown and she, you had the most hair on your face i guess so whatever but like oh, she, she literally and the way she approached See, these are the tips i'm needing so the way she approached it was so weird like um i was literally sitting in the cafeteria eating lunch and actually bilal was there too um and we're just eating lunch you know just having a regular lunch a lunch yeah a uh, hair-free lunch. And this, and this, the, I think, I don't remember if she was a counselor or vice principal or whatever. And she comes in and says, hey, can you come with me? She takes me out of the cafeteria and she says, the first thing she asks me, nothing else, no preamble. She says, do you have a razor at home? What? Whoa. Like, what kind of weird question is that? Wait, the cafeteria lady? No, not the cafeteria lady. Like, she's like an assistant principal. You should something. be like, oh, yeah, shit. you want to know how I got these scars? And you should have just showed her some shit and would have freaked her out. Yeah, spit a blade at your mouth. You were taken aback. You're like, okay. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. And, and I was very naive at that time, so mm. I, I didn't talk back or anything, right? Um, but she was like, well, we don't allow, like, facial hair in school because it's in the policy. And I was the type of person who actually reads the school 
handbook at right. the start of the year. Yeah, right? the terms and conditions. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I knew there was nothing of the sort in the book, right? Right. I was like, what is this lady thinking about? You know, like she's smoking some good stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so she was like, well, I need some proof. Like I was like, this is part of my religion. So like, um, well, she was like, get a religious leader or something to like, you know, verify that this is in your religion. I was like, I wasn't going to go to Malanitizanakwe to write a letter for her or something. <laughs> right. So I, I just went. Why'd me. you go to Itti of all people? You no, I didn't. Itti. I'm just saying at that time. That's Shout one, out. Right? Makes sense. But I didn't go to, I just went to my dad and my dad wrote a letter and signed it and like, in like his really fancy English and stuff. Right. And, mm. and like cursive and stuff and like give it. Um, so the next day I went in, I literally went in the door because she was always by the cafeteria when the kids would be coming in, in the morning. I literally handed her the paper without looking at her. I was like, bye, bitch. Like, damn. Damn. And she read that. She was like, like, it's bye, like in a movie, like, I was walking off slow motion. The music goes and she's like, and, and, and you know why she's racist? I don't know why she's racist. Because like, so my middle school and high school are on the same road. Like, right. It's far apart, but on the same road. And like, I was walking home from school and passing the middle school. So she was outside while the middle school was being dismissed. And, and you saw her and you're like, damn it. No, I wasn't thinking anything, right? I'm just like, I'm tired. I need to go home, wash my face, eat food, study. And I'm walking across on the pathway, like the sidewalk. Sidewalk. sidewalk right. Sorry, thank you. Um, and she she comes wherever she was standing by the school and comes up to me when I'm passing the school. And she's like, uh, you need to get off this sidewalk and walk on the other sidewalk because this is a school property. Um, and You're like, bitch, didn't I like, deal with your ass like, like two is, years ago? This is public property, right? Mm. And there was a police guy just standing like like a few feet away. And, and I was like, what is this lady lo- doing? Like, I just kind of motioned to him. And yeah. he, he just smiled and shook his head. He was like, just forget her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. A yeah, lot, man. A lot of those people, teachers dude, are just, just sad gotta, people. They're like, just angry all the time because yeah. their life sucks and they have to take it out on Well, somebody. so anyways, like, the, the point of this whole rant was... Um, we have to deal with a lot of crap in this nation. So um, that's the challenge, yeah, right? Yeah, but you're in Carrollton too, yeah. I know. There's that's hella brown people I would in expect that in AGG. Like, I, I feel like no one would but like, give you shit in Carrollton. There's, yeah, bro, I mean, there's like probably hella, there were probably hella Muslim people at your school when you went. Yeah, bro, like, like middle school, but a lot of people taunted me and stuff. I mean, I grew a thick, thick skin very quickly. Right. Mm. Um, but like, so much so that I didn't even acknowledge their existence. Like they Damn, pop- so you just straight up ignored everybody? Like the silent treatment. I don't give, even look at them. I don't talk to them. Nothing. Like, you know, like the full silent treatment. So do you do you think that your bullying helped you become like the person you are? Because people give, mm. like bullying, it's, obviously bullying is terrible. But what yeah, a lot of yeah. people say is, you know, because no, of the fact they were bullied, they became better people. So no, do you think? I mean, people, obviously kids are stupid. And I think I was always sober and mature kind of like. Right. In my you didn't get process. in the drugs in comparison. And, and so, exactly, relatively speaking. And so I didn't really think much too much of it. And after a while, I stopped caring about it, you know? It didn't phase me at all. And especially high school was a bit better um, in, uh, in that, like, we had our own little cliques, right? Right. So I would be all, all the kids who would be in, like, pre-AP or AP classes and stuff. like as. So you had a squad then? You had, like, more well, people? Not really, but like I said in college, I would surround myself with people who were smarter. Right. Right? And Or, like, who would help me. So you probably people. hung out with, like, a lot exactly. of Asian people. See, apparently, of... like, isn't there, like, a saying where if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room? 
Yes. Damn, I was definitely in the wrong room right now. Exactly. No, 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 no. I, I told you in the beginning, I'm not smart, bro. I bet Akbar is very yeah, smart, bro. Akbar. No, I meant Hamza, bro. Hamza is hella smart. Nah, man. Bro, you know who's smart? He's in he law school right, right now. Bro, you know who's smart? And he doesn't look it, but like he's hella smart. I mean, how Hanji. I bet he's in like the middle of Af- no, Africa. No, <laughs> Africa. Switzerland. He's in like Scandinavia right? or something. Yeah, like yeah. Finland or something. Like, dude. Bro, but like, no, no, no. So I remember when he, we were Hell in high stinky. school. Yeah. We were in high school, right? Like. I think we have a visitor on the podcast. I think she might be the one that's renting the room. Texas! Bye! I hope he Texas! I hope he listens to this. We give him a lot. I've never heard him talk. <laughs> I bet I, he's he's uh, tr- uh, Twitter fingers, okay? I've only seen him type. Uh, he's in our group messages, and all he does is he literally looks at the message and doesn't say anything. Him and Zishan, him, Zishan, and Rehan, all those fucking yeah. people, they don't say shit. But yeah, Akbar, what you, uh, you never went to Showdown or anything, right? No, in, I was never big into MA, uh, MSA. Hey, I think it's time. No, they're. Yeah. No? no, no, they're just looking at us, bro. Yeah, like, bro, we have fans, man. Who cares, yeah, bro? Yeah, we're paying little, tuition at this are, damn. This is college, man. This is college, bro. Like, yeah. Damn, he's like gang rules, bro. Okay, Akbar, see, you gotta teach me your ways. How do you bro. get loose, Akbar? I don't know. He doesn't wear stretches. boxers in his house. Wait, that's something I gotta try. He wears bro, shorts. Like, Honey told me some stretches that helped me a lot because I have like lower back pain, mm. and so like. like oh yeah! Shout outs to, shout outs to uh, what's it? What's that shit called? Uh, fucking uh. DDP yoga. Oh yeah, Diamond Dallas Page. DDP yoga. The Saint Jamama's yoga. Yeah, that helped Akbar out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, last time I was talking to you, you were telling me about some uh, pain, muscle, muscle relief, like some yogi shit. Yeah. So like, uh, Honey told me some stretches for my lower back. Uh, I think it's a condition called lordosis. It's like a tightening of the lower muscles. The Donald Duck butt. Dude, what is this? Out. Dude, like he was trying to explain it to me, but all I got was you stand on his back and then it fixes it. No, no, no one stands on his back. So bro. like, there's certain poses that you do that. He Batista bombs his sister, then his back straightens up. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I gotta try that. Like my sister's um, ten. The thing is, like, so there's the downward facing dog. Right. Down dog, yeah, like cat uh, stretch, yeah, so cobra. You, make, like, you, you go Reverse. on your knees and hands, and then like you stretch up and then go back. Like to basically give the flex the tension. Oh the, yeah, it's like you're you're bending it yourself. Right. Back. So imagine the position you're in when you're about to go into sajda, right? Yes. Right. Yes. So, but you you hold that position and you stretch your uh, like torso forward. I'm just acting like you're teaching him some brand new shit. He's like sajda. Yes. Oh, learning yes, sajda. I do that. You do this. Acha. Very yeah, good. so so you either move your torso forward or, or like arch it back, you know, mm. and so that really helps. Or you lie on your back and make a glute bridge, which is basically um, you uh, have your knees up like or in a triangle, mm. and you basically you squeeze your butt and and you lift your That's butt up to make like a straight bridge from your knees. Batella? to Batella, I'll send you all these too. It'll help. And also the biggest thing is, you know, obviously Akbar works in an office. You know, Hamza, you you work, you go to school, so it's a little bit not as bad right now. But eventually, when you get a job, you'll be sitting down for large periods yeah, of time. That is true. So you got to kind of figure out a way to be more mobile in the office, like sit up in your chair, don't slouch. Yeah, try to yeah. get no, a standing no, I tried desk to, or anything. I, yeah, no, I tried to keep walking. You know, uh, I, I feel like blood circulation is very important. Thing is, if I uh, sit at my job the whole time, then I mean, I kind of get. Not but you're lazy. you're a teller though, so you still stand, right? Dude, for a yeah, lot. I stand. 
man, but we have chairs. We we lucky at the branch. No, but so see the so other branches have been closing, so we just get their shit. No, but the thing is, like, you're sitting like yeah. I sit eight to ten hours a day, right? That mm. could mess your back up really bad. No, it really could. That's why I try yeah. not sitting, but also standing hurts too sometimes. So yeah, it feels good right now. But yeah, like, you know, you gotta find the happy medium. Like, obviously, don't stand up all the time, but like sometimes every now and again, if you're working in an office, just take a walk. Like, you know, leave your chair, or desk, take a walk. Cause look, if you're heart hunched over like this, you're gonna get a crook in your neck. Just move your neck around. Just yeah, walk. man, hunch is always hunched over. It's I'm all like, good. I'm like always taking breaks at work, like every 40 minutes or 50 minutes. You have to, bro. Like I do that because otherwise, like especially now, Majlis, so you have like more of like a corporate kind of job, so you can do that. You're not like on the hourly paid or I mean, true, true. Still hourly, I mean, like my watch reminds me every 50 minutes to stand up. Yeah. I still it, it gets tough sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But wait, Hooper, what do you do? I feel like I asked you this earlier in the podcast, but I feel He's like... He's a biomedical engineer. No, bro. I know it's a biomedical engineer, but what do you do? Um, I work for Abbott. Um, Labs. I, I, I take patient... Like, like tech support pay, takes patient calls, mm. and we follow up with them and file reports with the FDA. Dang. So you're, like, up there. So like, No, if you, no, no, no. This is bottom of the totem pole. No, Damn, no. So but he's I, below dude, there. But he's down yeah, there. But but in a sense, if you file a claim and it goes to the FDA, you could screw operations. No no no. So patients sometimes uh, so Ugber, claims. So Ugber is basically like you're in a call center, right? You're like yeah. the head of a call center or whatever. No no no. So, mm-hmm. like, so do you audit calls or are you calling people? No no no. So we're not the ones who take in calls initially, right? That's the tech support job. Now, when tech support calls, uh, patient calls in because we have like devices implanted in patients, so that's why we take their calls. Um, to fix their, their any of the problems they might have, right, um, and troubleshoot it. So tech support does that. Right. right. Mm. My job, like we're the department right next door, and what we do is take those patient calls and follow up with them because tech support just takes the initial call. Right. So what? So Makes what? Sense. What? I guess biomedical engineering shit, dude. Yeah, it happens <laughs> Not there. Not much. Really. <laughs> So is it like a convergence of two only, fields? The only where thing like, is like it's it's an, it's a medical device company. So yeah, yeah. So it's a medical device company, but you're doing so IT. So they hired you no, no. just because you were a biomedical engineer, but you don't do any biomedical right, engineering. Right, not right now. But, you know, everyone has to go through their paces, you know? Right. You know, oh, somewhere. so you, yeah. So now, inshallah, you'll start moving up probably. Yeah, man, inshallah, you know, you always apply. You always look for the better. You always look where the grass is greener. Right. Now, but right now, it's like it's good for right now. Mm. I mean, it's, a, it's I can say, I mean, I hate this job, but it's very... Uh, uh, it's a job, bro. It's a job. I it's mean, it's a job. It's putting. Dude, halal. we all gotta do it. I'm, I'm getting halal money, you know. Like, right, and you're getting experience. Yeah, and like, it's a character building job. In right? something that's like related to your field. Yeah, exactly. bro. Everyone's worked a shitty job before, man. Oh yeah. Hamza's working like three of them. Dude, I'm working like ten of them right now, dude. Ten shitty jobs, but, bro. You know, like so. You gotta put everything in perspective, you know. Yeah, bro. You gotta grind, man. So eventually, you know, obviously. You know, you'll apply. Maybe you'll apply in Abbott. You'll apply out of Abbott. Just yeah, like um, this is always going. You know, like if I was to drop dead right this mm. second, the work will still be there. You know? Oh no, hundred percent. It's not. And like, you're just you know? like so. Do you feel like you're just a cog in the machine, or you actually like what you're doing? Like you feel like some rewarding. Right now, sense I'm of just mm. a cog in the machine because there's like no upward mobility in the position I'm in. Right. So that's why I'm gonna be like looking everywhere else. You know, like but this is just good for right now. Yeah, but so right so now. it's like a. Uh, in transition type it's of thing. entry level job entry level to but uh, you got your foot in the door it's yeah, something you want to move up thing, into right? you know what i mean bro experience is experience and goes that's long, the biggest thing dude, bro experience it goes that's why you just gotta do something very man. that's why away. i don't like when people are like oh i can't get it bro there's so many places that are hiring right bro now. so did you work during college 
I worked through my masters. You worked through your masters at Ab. No, you worked That's at it. the other place, the Visit. IT spot. Yeah, yeah like that mm. IT company. So you know, you knew Anas then, right? Anus For a little shot. bit, and yeah. then he moved to Colorado. Yeah, and then he came back to because he told me like he's like, oh, I know Akbar Sajada. Like, what the hell? How do y'all so know each other? he actually called me like a couple of days ago. Usger's into sports and everything. You don't do any sports, Akbar. Akbar's the one that plays. Usger can't play because of his knee. And his shit. knee. I thought that's why Usger yeah, plays twice, sports. Bro. Yeah. So apparently, so did he really not know he tore it? The first time, bro. Well, okay, I called it, but. <laughs> Somebody, somebody said, no, it's okay. So, but, so we, it was but, like but left undiagnosed for two years. I know, but you feel it, do you not? Bro, he felt it, Albert didn't feel shit, but I yeah. Was, but I could tell that it was torn, bro. Like, I could tell right away. So, Oscar basically had to just live with pain for two years? No, okay, after a while, you can't, like, cut or run or something, but you can right. go back to daily, everyday life, okay? Because not all the ligaments were torn, just right. one. Right? Oh, okay. Just the ACL. Um, Damn, so when he actually got it repaired, how bad was it? Did you tell the doctor, like, hey, you know, for two years I didn't do shit or... No, but, like, okay, the thing is with, with ACL, any reconstructive surgery, mm. uh, the, the rehab is the most important part. It really is. Not the surgery, right? Right. At that point, it's the recovery. You know, you want the physical pretty, therapy exactly. and, like, all the... the... Most of the doctors that do, like, the ACL reconstructive surgery are really good at their job. Okay? Right. So they'll do it right. However, the, the rehab, the, ter- the physical therapy, that's the most important part. Because if you don't, you just threw thousands out the dollar. So the first time he tore it was a while ago. And then the most recent time he tore it, like last summer or right, two summers ago. Right, at Moment Center. I remember that. Because yeah. I think I was going to kind of knew. And you could tell in his face, he was like, shit, and I, I tore it I could tell too. Like, mm. I knew the signs. Like, I, I knew right So away. with yeah, that, though, it. you guys took care of that pretty quick, though, right? He yeah, got it yeah. the because surgery like, and stuff. Alhamdulillah, Azgar had, like, you know, uh, insurance for his work. So he was mm. able to get it. So he probably quickly. finished that. Yeah, I think by Eid, he was wearing, like, maybe, like, a brace or something. yeah, yeah. Unless uh, he got it later. No, but like... Uh, but Akbar plays, bro. Akbar's always played football and shit. Akbar plays football. I don't know about how much basketball he plays. Akbar played murder ball back in yeah, the day. Yeah, so I, I stopped playing basketball Dude, because... That like, was a fun game. Murder ball, like, I, I have broken so many glasses. Bro, Akbar was... I remember this. There was this one run that Akbar did. It was... Akbar was running with the ball. It was either Akbar was running with the ball or Bakker was running with the ball. Either one of them was running and they both ran into each other. Do you remember that? At Amir's, I think it was Bakker running. Yeah, yeah. and then, bro, y'all, you fell off of him. That shit was like oh, two locomotives. Yeah. Like, boom, y'all oh, ran that, into that each other. Hurt, Dang. And then Bakker, uh, that was back when we used to play football in front of Amir's house. And you remember you guys were in a... Either last episode or the the one before that you talk, you talked about Amir's ACL, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, I was the one who was defending him, so like he he went out of the snap, right? Right. And literally took one. He said, "Hut, one step and it back." Popped it out. Boom. Bang. I think yeah, because you were rushing then boom. at that point. Yeah. yeah. But like I, lit- I he literally took one step Done. back. That's all that happened, bro. That's all it took. It literally, it just one step all and planted, needed. and then. It and I'm pretty sure it was done. his cleats because he had it new was cleats, cleats on. Yeah. And I think uh, the cleats went into a divot or something. And he just... It was literally a freak accident. Like, yeah. literally just Kismuth Mitha, he was meant to tear his ACL. That was 2014, right? Something like that, yeah. No, it was... Yeah, it was 2014. Wait, y'all playing football? Turkey Bowl, yeah. This Turkey was Bowl. like a railroad park. Bro, Akbar, oh, shoot, Louisville. akbar has been coming to the Turkey Bowl ever since we had him in, like, Irving and shit. Do you remember that? Dude, that's crazy. I don't know. 
I slept in the last. I week. didn't come to the Irving one because I remember Minhal uh, hurt his wrist. Right. Because mm. you were playing on the rocks. But, and stuff. No, no, that was that moment. That, that was, was that moment. moment. That was that Sunday school. We decided to play tackle football one day. But uh, bro, you've been coming to the Turk, but we've had him at Creekview. We haven't. We've had him at Creek Valley. We've had him at the r- railroad park. We've had him at the 121 football. You know that 121 baseball field. Oh shoot! We've yeah, yeah. All, we've had turkey bowls all over the place, man. That's the one thing I like. This tradition it keeps continuing, bro. Oh, shoot, so it's coming up. Where are we doing it? Pro- it most likely either Railroad Park Railroad or 121. Park. Or the We've been doing that Railroad Park last year. We did it. We've been doing it every year. Dude, because it's pretty lit. They have the whole field, and then all the guys show up. Nobody's there on Thanksgiving anyways. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, bro. Like, at Railroad Park, it always has. It's just our people. No one else. Re- bro, I think one year we should do it at the Star but probably there'll be bro yeah that's the one thing dude i i feel like star is perfect too Why i mean it's gonna be so expensive though no outside it's free oh but it's, it's far though, it's but, too far but like too many people isn't it always popular so there's so yeah. many. yeah i want i'd want to play at the star we played there a couple times just as say it was pretty fun but yeah if we ever did it at the star mm-hmm. we would have to make sure that like everyone drove out there because it's hella far bro especially even from y'all niggas like even from Carrollton, like frisco is like kind of far and shit yeah at least half an hour but i mean the good thing about Carrollton is it's like half an hour from everywhere like 20 2014 was the turkey damn i think there's been like random turkey bowls where other people have came like muzzer brought his kid to one of them and mm-hmm. then there was like whole bunch of other random niggas that came to our turkey bowl. i remember zoe played with us at a couple turkey bowls and then like like Mujahid Uncle's kid and shit. Because those older guys have their own turkey ball. I think they play earlier in the morning. Mm. I like our time, though. Like, 11 o'clock is good, bro. Because no one's going to wake up, like, earlier yeah. I mean, than that. And it's never on time. <laughs> right. It's always, like, I'll get pizza. Mostly because of you. I mean, like, by the no, time bro, I wake like, up, it's, like, 2 o'clock. Even when, I, even when I show up, like, you guys are already playing. So I just get added to a different team. just cause. No, okay. The one thing I don't like about those turkey balls is, like... Y'all spend more time arguing than actually playing the games. No, but dude, some, some things are worth arguing for. No, bro, like, Mashallah said, for the past couple of years, we've been getting so many people that we've had to play two different games at yeah, the same yeah. time, bro, like, on one field, and then, like, you know, the winner plays and that shit. I mean, but it gets one-sided sometimes. Like, if you have the right QB and the right receiver, you, yeah. you put Moya on one team, and then I don't know who can throw the ball. But like, if you have, like, Assad and Hor yeah, together. Yeah, then the other yeah, team is just shut down. Yeah, you have a good down. team together, yeah. Yeah. But, it, no, but, like, we try to even it out. Like, last year, it was pretty even like i remember our team i think our team either lost in the finals or made it all the way to the finals or some shit it was pretty good bro yeah yeah, yeah. but like i don't know you bro, guys it's raining really hard yes sir. shit man now i'm gonna have to i don't know if i should go bro that's why i brought an umbrella okay like it's 10 27 right now i feel like should i just go to Dur or i probably just go home Oh, there's a program at there tonight? Yeah, there's a program at there. It's probably, yeah, he's probably going to be there. Bro, I'm going to start going to Moment after tomorrow because, like, Mana Askari is there. Bro, he's a beast, so man. So I remember he's when he came so on. Good. I remember when he came for Ashura, like, a couple years back. He's a beast, dude. And so, like, like, cause, and he, he doesn't BS anything. He'll say it like Bro, it but is. his Messiah are really good, oh, man. Yeah. Like his must, I think it's just his style of even his like Fazile are really good, bro. His whole Majlis overall is like hella good. Yeah, and he's from India too, but like I don't know, you can't even tell like bro, his, like and he's so old, but like the way his energy level is, bro. You know he doesn't drink any water during his whole speech. I've noticed that like he gets like hella loud and hella like throughout this whole time, bro. Like obviously he doesn't speak. He doesn't, speak, he doesn't speak for three hours, but like he doesn't take any breaks, man. He's him, bara him, And he's like like. He has a very high voice too when he screams, you know. Like, right. 
Like, but that's that's hold on And like his his Maasai aren't like overly like. I think for me is that you gotta have a balance between like a Chief Pugar Mulana and like a calm one. Like I don't like ones that are overly so yelling that you can't really understand what they're saying. Yeah. But I don't like ones that are so calm that you fall asleep. So you gotta have like that no. good balance. And yeah. he has a I think he has a pretty decent balance. Definitely. Exactly. I mean like it's the same thing. I mean like, you know, you can either go like all out and, you know, do Shabazi again on the member too. Or I mean you can uh, have common ground where you can uh, play the crowd. You can uh, make them feel the you can actually give them a proper lecture or you can just you know go all out i think milana's are you know? more so i mean it's kind of it's kind of different i mean they still have to do the same thing i mean not but i think with milana's they're more conscious of what they're doing because they're on the member they're like on. a member of the very like it's a sacred thing you know to, Bro, to get but... on and so because that's literally like you know the member of alabet so you have to be very careful with what you say and like you know even some milana's like man in the member been able to them but like once they get off you can talk to them about certain mm. things because the member is a thing of respect you know so there's obviously you know yeah some milana's you know they might do a little drama bazi or whatever but most of them that i've seen tend to be pretty respectful of no, where true. you know the place that they're at just because you know a member like i was saying a member is like a place of respect and it's but it's also like everyone is watching you like literally yeah. everybody is on you so even if you're a good milana a lot of people are gonna say shit about you that's just how it is bro like you can't please everybody so even if you do everything good that you think people are gonna someone's gonna say some shit yeah that's true man that's why you have to be like especially the milana you gotta be like that i couldn't do it, man i don't get out like some people can it's not for everybody, bro. It's a tough life, man. Yeah, you. So, can you explain the clip where that one Milana jumps off the member? <laughs> oh, the bro. Yeah. That was man. That I That's think that bad. I think that was like some Sunni propaganda, bro, yeah. to make us look like idiots, bro. This, like, and bro, if you notice, they're all Iraqi. Yeah, they're all yeah. Iraqi. That and like they, they fly. He's like, hey, he like reads the Masai, and then, bro, you can tell yeah, it's fake, bro. You can tell it's fake because he literally he's looking at the fan while he's trying. He's trying to judge the distance on how it is. Then he jumps on the fan and he does like spinning. Like, are, like, are you conscious enough to like? Calculate the trajectory to the fan mm, while you're exactly, doing exactly, bro. That, and that's from like a student of the game of hip hop and mm. Khani, bro. Bro, I I, I found Bars. the perfect title. OG. I found the perfect title. AK forty-seven. Bro, I found the title for this episode. All right, Spartan Blaze three hundred. Uh, bars beats and Barton. Bars, bars beats and Barton. I Akbar, bro. I'm getting so hyped, bro. I'm glad Akbar came on this podcast. Yeah, this is very and, so far. This has been a very interesting episode. We've learned a lot, bro. Oh yeah, bro. And, and you've seen me before, like very interesting. Like yeah, my, no, no. my energy level goes up like at night. You know, like, no, I no, get no, exactly. Hyped. That's true. Right now, he's about to get. Don't you have work? You have work tomorrow, right? I do. It's a really busy day tomorrow. What well, time you work? even on Fridays? Yeah. Damn. What time you get off on Friday? Five every day. It depends on the work, right? Like it's just. Sometimes I work on the weekends too, you know. Damn, they make you come in on the weekends too. No, sometimes I'll just have to work from home or something. Damn, but like typically, is it nine to five or is it? Well, like... that's yeah, that's the typical nine to five or nine to six with one hour break and stuff. Right. But so, yeah, anyways, like that, that's irrelevant right now. Like, I mean, we can't go too long. Obviously, I need to sleep as well. Right. We no, all but, need to sleep. As no, well. but I'm saying like so. Typically, in a day, you wake up for fudger and then you stay awake, or you go back to sleep, or you sometimes I, I go back. Sometimes um, I go like take a shower and then go right. Okay, to I'm not gonna lie though. Like the hour in between fudger and actually getting up 
or going to work, showering, whatever it is. I feel like that's the most productive hour. That is. You have the hour to yourself. It's something. It's quiet. It's quiet. Nobody's hitting you up. Everybody's sleeping. You're. You that's can do your time you where you can you talk, talk to God. TV, you watch know some TV, talk I mean? to God, yeah. want, uh, do some homework, oh. do your own personal stuff. But I mean, like, in that, in those two hours, I mean, like, I think that's the. Well, it's really bad if you sleep. I know. It, you know like, no, 100%. 100%. But I mean, like, it is a moment of productivity, if anything. Yeah. But getting up is the hardest part. No, that's exactly what it is, bro. Like for me, that's the test. Getting up for me now, like I don't have a problem with getting up for fudger. It's just despite, like even if I stay up like hella late, like like for example, like if I stay up to like two or three in the morning, I can still wake up for fudger. It's just I don't know. I've just been doing it so long. But now it's like as soon as you get done with fudger, you have some time. That's why, I like now, what I want to do is I like to read fudger as early as possible, just because you have that time yeah. to where you can, you know, contemplate, you can reflect, or you can even like, you know, go for a run or some shit, or you just have that, like you're, like you guys are saying, you have that time. It's like while the world is sleeping, you know, you can have your time to do whatever. Be the early bird and all that, you know, like yeah, exactly. yeah, man. And that's you know that's another quote from Imam Ali. It says. The sun bears witness that never once did it rise while I was asleep. You know, Mola, like, that's the thing, bro. Like, Imam Ali, you know, that's the thing I'm conflicted with because, you know, it says the Umbia and it says, like, the Imam and stuff. They never really slept. You know, they just did it bother throughout the night. But, you know, they say you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. So, I don't know. I've, I try to get around eight hours. I try to go to sleep at, like, 10, 11 o'clock, wake up. That's really what difficult. Think? It's mm. really difficult to get that hour. Obviously, like my parents said this though, like as you get older, the less sleep you need. Right. Um, especially like compared with a baby, but then like there comes a point when you get so old, like you sleep like a baby, like literally the same hours, right? Um, yeah, you wear a diaper and, and shit too. Yeah. And it happens. Hey, it man. comes full circle. Like you know, like like I mean, there comes a point. But anyways, like I think that, like I said, you know, life is just one big struggle, you know. Yeah, but like so you gotta discipline, so, discipline yourself. So what mm. what time are you going to sleep every day? Like, does it vary? Yeah, it does. And I mean, I should go sleep earlier because based on my work schedule, but I sleep at like twelve ish. You sleep at twelve. You like wake up at five. You gotta wake up at like five thirty or six ish, you yeah. know. And sometimes I can't do that. So like, I'm all wake up at six thirty, and but that's really bad, you know, because I need to be more productive. Like, right. I'm the what time you you said you're sleeping at what eleven now? Bro, no, I'm not gonna lie. So my dad my days have been so packed these last couple of days. Even when I get home right now, I'm supposed to be like editing videos, doing this. I just knock out. And then I wake up the next morning. I check my schedule in the morning whether I'm working or not. I don't even know. So I mean like my days have been just, you know, like one after the other. It's blur. just back to back. It's like a complete blur, you're not wrong. Um, but that's what life is. Dude, I live life in like quarters. I mean like that uh, a quarter from, mile at a time. Quarter mile at a time. That line from Fast and Furious. It's true though. I mean like you live it in pieces. Okay, it's like in a year what can I accomplish? Between I just turned twenty one until twenty two, what can I do? Within twenty, I feel like Yes, I did way more than I did when between 19 and 20. And, like, I was way more productive. I changed my lifestyle. I was sleeping at 4 a.m. I used to get up at 8 o'clock. That was my lifestyle. That sucked, bro. So, so now shit, now it it's, like, 12 o'clock, kind of like you. It's better than the 4 a.m., better than the 2 a.m. But mm-hmm. I still get up. I have work at 7.45. I get to work. I actually do my shit, you know. Uh, I've been more productive. I have cut down TV. I haven't watched movies in months. Dude, dude, it's like my entertainment life has gone down in a sense, but my productivity life has just not that it's more productive. It's just more packed. No, you know, keeping a, yourself busy is great, or else you'll probably get 
Yeah. Bored. There, there's a saying, Honestly, right? Like, uh, you know, an, an empty mind is the devil's workshop. You don't want right. to have too much time off, you know? Right. Yeah, bro. If you if you don't do anything, you know, it lets your mind re- like. That's why they say whenever you're like going through some stuff, like you know, maybe if you've lost somebody or you're having some sort of mental, like you're going through a tough time. The biggest thing they say is take some time off, but then get back into what you're doing. Because exactly. if you don't, don't want to get if too you just sit, you don't want to do that. Well, not just that. If you just sit around thinking about shit all day, it's you're just gonna make it worse. You're gonna be in your own damn mind, and you're in your own head, and yeah. that's that's the worst place to be. Especially because then you start replaying scenarios. You start thinking about what I could have done if I should have done this. Or that. No, the thing and is, it eats you away need to you, live in the, in the present. You got to think about the future. I mean, if you're just gonna sob about the past, I mean, it's not the it's not relevant you know what i mean you gotta be focused on the now you gotta look at the next like uh what are, what are you doing in the next month you know what i mean you gotta have like goals that you can achieve easily okay not something like oh like i'm gonna become a millionaire in the next year no 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 it, it doesn't happen like that some some people it does majority of us it does not and so. like you know like master Uwe said right cherish the present because it's a gift it is a gift you're living yeah. in the now and it's like I get it like if you're going through something it is tough to focus but that's when you have to kind of learn to like I was saying you kind of have to learn to live above your emotions and that's the tough part you know because obviously there'll be times where you're not productive where you're not just doing anything like obviously you're in your car you know you're by yourself you're thinking about shit that's kind of the times when like throughout my day, I tend to keep myself pretty busy. You know, I, I work, I work out, you know, I, I do podcast stuff. I do like my own kind of shit, but there, there are times where I'm alone and that's kind of the times where shit will start hitting me, where I start thinking about shit. And like one of the times is when I'm driving home, when I'm driving home in my car, it's quiet. Or if I'm playing something in the back of your mind, all this shit is going on and you're kind of just like, Oh fuck. Then you, you know, you're replaying scenarios. You're thinking about shit and that's something I got to learn to, like, minimize. But it's just, you know, that's just going to be something that's there just because, you know, I'm alone. Yeah, you don't want to become your own worst enemy. Yeah, you don't want to get in your own head too much. That's that, tough. Yeah, and that's what happens when you have too much time on your hands. I mean, yeah. It happens when you have too much time on your hands. But like I was saying, there's some times where you just can't do anything else. Like when you're dry, like when I was saying, like. When you're driving or sometimes at night, bro, sometimes when you're like trying to like go to sleep or you're in bed, you replay all this shit. You're kind of just like thinking about shit. That's when like the shit that really I don't usually let too much stuff get to me. But that's kind of one of the times where she'll true, true. But see, I feel like if you are in a place to where you can actually acknowledge that you're in a rut like this, dude, it's a lot easier. I mean, you're doing half the work right there. The half the work is put in to where you already know that you need to, you know. You, you need to be more productive. You need to recover. You have to pull yourself out this hole. You know, it's not like it's going to last forever. You, you're in this hole right now. But I mean, like, at that point, you know, uh, give it a month. Give it a year. Okay? Fix it up. Okay? Uh, make, it, make it into something you're proud of, you know? Yeah, because, you know, the sun shall rise again, you know? Like, yeah. That tomorrow's going to be a new day. Tomorrow's going to be a new day. It's just kind of like whenever, you know, when other people say that, you know, like you said, you know, tomorrow's a new day, the sun shall rise again. But sometimes, you know, you're stuck in the rain so much that, you know, you can't see that. And that's kind of one of the things that I was like yesterday. I watched a video where it says pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Yeah. So like you can, you know, everyone is hurt. 
at some point or another in their lives by either other people, their own actions, or, you know, just circumstances. Like, people are hurt. But it's it's your choice on how you react to that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you're thinking about all this shit that happened in your past or you're thinking about things that you could have done, there's literally no point, and you're just going to make yourself tired. And, and, and look, there's, like, I saw this quote somewhere, and it, it resonated with me. Like, you know, you can... Always be in your thoughts about what could have, should have, would have been, but it's not good to dwell on that because um, it's not. Because it's, it's not like healthy. And, and like whatever happens, you learn with it and you deal with it and you move on, right? Um, it's rarely something that you do that you mostly regret, right? Most of the regrets in your life would usually be something of inaction, right? Like something you didn't do, right? Those are most of the regrets. I could have done this. I should have done this. Right. But whatever actions you might have taken, anything that you actively did, sure, there might be some consequences to it. But then after a while, give it five, like you said, you know, the same thing with grief, right? Five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five years. Time fixes it, you know. So it's really um, the, the, the dangerous part is when we think, keep thinking about what could have been and it's really unhealthy to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that is really unhealthy to to think about that shit because then it literally just eats away at your own, like, soul. Yeah. And it makes you feel, you know, it just makes... I don't know if you guys ever you guys ever felt that heaviness. Like, you just... Your soul and your mind and stuff, you just feel real heavy Bro, with yeah. shit whenever everything weighs. Because it does take a physical toll on you, too. You know, your head will hurt or you're like, you'll feel, like anxious or bitch or something, or something yeah like and it it takes a toll but it just like you said it takes time and it takes a lot of faith to overcome obstacles and stuff but sometimes like 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 for example like in my own life whenever i feel like i've been going through some stuff that you know alhamdulillah is that like i have a you know i write i have a pretty decent life you know alhamdulillah there's nothing really wrong with it but it's just Sometimes you kind of take that for granted. So what I've been doing now is I, I have a journal and I just write down every things I'm grateful for every day or every other day. I'll just write in my journal, hey, today I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. And it, and it keeps everything in perspective. So you do the little things. But ultimately, sometimes, bro, you just got to acknowledge that you feel a certain kind of way. You just got to, you know, Dude. you just got to feel those feelings. And, you know, it sucks. And you can't let them control your life, but sometimes you just got to be like, hey, man, I'm feeling this kind of way. I'm but, but yeah, that's part of life, though, right? If you're not feeling anything, you know, how, what kind of existence is that? Like, you know, you can't be like a robot all the time, right? Like, no, I should not feel this at all. Like, no, it's okay to feel. But then you deal with it and move on. Yeah, sometimes it's harder, sometimes it's easier. But whatever you have to do, you redo it. Sometimes we need help from external sources to pull ourselves out, mm. right? Sometimes you have enough fortitude yourself to pull yourself out, whatever happens. Right. You know? But that's all part of the human experience, I think, right? Like, you guys would agree that having a monotonous existence is boring. Yeah. Like, no, honestly, you don't want to be irrelevant. No. Even like, uh, we had Moe on the podcast last week. He was talking about how he went to therapist sessions and counseling, and it really helps, you know? I mean, it's not something like people normally like jump at right away, but I mean, if you do a session or two, it's really eye-opening, and it might be something, you know, that might give you, not closure, but might actually open new perspectives for you. you yeah, know? and also you, 
all the stuff that you're going through, you know, there is a purpose for it. You know, there is something at this point in time or whenever you are going through it, maybe you can't see that and maybe you feel like, you know, you know, you kind of have that victimist attitude where it's like, woe is me. Why is all this shit happening to me? Why is this happening? Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, once maybe like you said, like, you know, five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks, five years you do look back at it and you'll be like, oh, that's why I had to go through all that. Oh, that's why. Like, you know, everybody experiences growing pains and shit. It just, you know, they're called pains for a reason. They're painful when you're going through them. Yeah, but you but, grow from it. You know, it's like a growing experience. Like, once you go through it, you're like, oh, I went through that. I mean, next I, time, I, I you know? Isn't that it's part like, of you know? being human? Right? Yeah. Like, that's that's makes us who we are, right? Mm. Like, a diamond doesn't become diamond until coal is going under under heat and pressure. Right. Right? Like, otherwise, we would not call it a diamond, right? It would just be carbon. Pressure makes diamonds, too. Exactly. Bars. So, like, but that, that's, like, simple material science, right? Like, but we can apply that in our lives daily. Right. So we should always look at challenges as just an opportunity. You know, it's honing us, you know? Right. And, and like be like the diamond, right? It takes a lot of pressure and heat to become what it is. And then it becomes so strong that no other uh, material on the face of this earth can scratch it. Wow. So like, just because of all the trials and shit. No, no, but like through. just that's one of the characteristics, like the hardness of diamond. It's uh, very scratch resistant, right? Mm. Um, so like in those industrial size uh, cranes, saws that drill into the ground, right? right. The, the teeth of the saws are tipped with diamond. Wow. Uh, they can cut through solid concrete. Because it's the hardness level. Yeah, diamond is one of the hardest materials. On the face of this planet. It is. Yeah, okay. that's, that reminds me of this, uh, that, the song from Jimmy Neutron. It goes, I might be an old lump of coal. But I'm going to be a diamond someday. And then he yeah. put it under like intense pressure and it became a diamond. Man, it's this this episode has been really eye-opening. Up where we it learned really a lot about been. you. And also we've been in this room for fucking like four hours. And four I think hours. my parking was only about three hours. Yeah. So we got to head out of here. So, Akbar, with this. Get fine. We'll get fine for the With room. this, we bid you adieu. Akbar, is there anything else you want to tell anybody before we head out? Yeah. Where can they find you at? In their dreams. In their, dreams. in their dreams are you are you on facebook or you got a insta pop in you got a facebook I mean, I don't page like to market myself on social media because i would rather keep my life private all right so with but that, you're on the wrong show then i think i think that's that's in that room Ugber wants to keep his life private so that's what we're gonna do are you guys this is another right, episode yeah. of the hanging honcho, honcho show. show thank you everybody yeah, we're out this is honcho signing off peace out oh. I'll let you do the honors. You can push yeah the hit button. the button